0: About, but I do have one goal too. Tell them about that. <laughs> Amen. It's nice to be here this morning. I thank you for the opportunity, and I thank you for allowing me to be part of your family. And for allowing us to be part of your family, that, that group that has come in uh, to support the uh, Spanish ministry. And we thank them, too, for doing that. And, Marla, haven't forgot, I'm going to keep on praying for the prison ministry. Uh, you, Some of you have received this little note from Mala. Please pray for them. Uh, because... And as I pray, this, I preach this morning, you will hear that again. But since Malala gave me this, these people are behind bars. But the word of God is free. And he will make it there. They will hear and they hear from this ministry. The word of God is free. Right. Paul said that. Paul said that. Okay. And... It's Memorial, right? Tomorrow. And one of the things that I remember that my father used to say and somebody used to say, I don't remember anymore. You were brave before. When you were in the military, you were our hero before. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you will be our hero forever because of what you did. And we thank you for that. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about Micaiah, the son of Imla. You know, when I read that Micaiah, son of Imla, I'm thinking Micaiah was a common name. That's why they say Micaiah, the son of Imla, to differentiate that. But I want you to open your Bible. And that will be, instead of 2 Kings, it will be 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 13 to 14. I want to start with those two verses. And if you can help me with that, it will be First Kings, chapter 22, verses 13 to 14. We have a brave person that can read it for us. It reads this way. The messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, Look, the other prophets, without exception, are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me to tell him. In the framework that we are today, we need people like Micaiah. We need people to speak the word the way it is. In the framework that we are today, we need people like Micaiah preaching the word, teaching the word, educating people the way God wants us to hear it. And in chapter 22, it's the only chapter that we hear about Micaiah. From beginning to end, talks about Micaiah, and never again we hear about this person. And as we read the Bible, and as we instruct ourselves, we find out, hey, this is a message for us. It's a message that applies to every single generation, because like I tell you before, I told you before, the word of God travels through time and it applies to us still today. And it's amazing to find out that we the story starts as King Ahab is the king of Israel, and King Joshaphat is the king of Judah. And King Ahab has lost a land. From the Assyrians. And three years after. Joshaphat is coming to visit King Ahab. And he wants to get that land back. And as he wants to get that land back. He, he wants to ask for help. To King Joshaphat. When you ask for help. You have a need. And then when you have a need. Need calls mercy. And mercy open hearts. It doesn't matter what type of heart. It will open a heart and you will be willing to help. Guess what King Joshua said? King Joshua said, hey, my horses are your horses. My people are your people. I will help you. Getting that land back. But let's consult God. Oh, consult God. Sometimes we help people and we don't consult God. And we end up in a major problem, in a major difficulty because we were trying to do a good deed and help somebody. But when we consult God, because this man was saying, let's consult God because let's see if we can, you know, if, we, if, if he will allow us to go and take that land or he will say, don't. Because if we consult God, and Joshua was probably thinking this way, because if we don't consult God and we go there with all these army with all these uh, you know, guns, and we get defeated, we're going to come back worse than before. So let's consult God. King Ahab came back and said, hey, call those 400 prophets. They summoned these prophets and 400 came in and he said, hey, we want to take that land. What do you say? Will it be possible or not? And the 400 say, King, go ahead and take it because the Lord has given it to you. You're going to come back victorious. It's amazing that King Joshua say, is there a prophet of God that we can consult Is there a prophet of God that we can consult? He knew that these 400 prophets were not prophets of God. That these prophets wanted to tell the king what the king wanted to hear. And Josaphat knew that. Today is May 26, and we need people like King Josaphat that are able to identify the false from the true. We need that today. And how are you going to do that? John, in, 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 the letters of, uh, in the writings of John, he says, be careful with those seducers. Paul talks about that. You need to train and you need to study in order to identify these false prophets. Prophets. That's what Paul says. King Josaphat say, is there another prophet of God that we can consult? King Ahab said, hey, listen, there's one, but I don't like him. I hate him. I hate him because he never tells me what I want to hear. He tells me what God wants to tell me. And they say, okay, bring him in. The king, Eh, Eh, King Ahab says, go get him. Guess where Micaiah was? Micaiah was not at home. Micaiah was not in the temple. Micaiah was not in the school. Micaiah was in prison. And do you know why Micaiah was in prison? Because he was a good prophet of God. Because he said the truth. Guess what? The people of God will get in trouble for saying the truth. The false doesn't have nothing to lose. Because they false and they don't have morals. They will say God told me when God never told them anything. When God is not involved in anything. They don't have no morals. And that's why we need people like Joshaphat today. How do you identify the false from the truth? That's your little homework. And they broke, Josaphat, and that's where verses thirteen and fourteen start. Can you put that again? Thirteen and fourteen. So they have sent a messenger, probably a captain or a, you know a higher official, and that higher official is is getting my my guy out of jail and say, hey, you know. We had the king wants this guy, and he wants it in, in the royal palace right away, ASAP. And they say, okay, as he goes, he's telling Micaiah, hey, listen, there's two kings in there dressed in royal robes. And there is a majestic palace with two thrones, and there is an army of all these People and the prophets of God, it's amazing what's happening in the air. Everyone is telling the same thing. They're telling the king, You're going to come victorious out of that and you're going to get that land back. You do the same. You do the same. Guess what he said? What did he say? Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. A prophet, a king, a priest... When they say, as surely as the Lord lives, they were taking an oath that I will, I will say, I will not take a letter or put an extra letter. I will say the way God says it. They were taking an oath. As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him, the king, only what the Lord tells me. Nowadays, people are saying, the God, God told me to tell you this. And God never told them anything. Never told them anything. God is not in that matter. And guess what happens? We get seduced with that because there's going to be some people, and I see them on TV. And I go, oh, boy. <laughs> they get you. And once they get you, they get along with you. And they start taking away everything from you. they so deceiving. And this man, we need people. That's why I'm telling you we need people like Micaiah. I will only teach what the Lord tells me to teach. I will preach only what the Lord tells me to preach. I will speak outside this wall walls and I will tell people what God wants me to tell them from here but guess what I think many of us have lost this Bible because we don't read it we don't study it I don't know how long you've been in this church and if you're able you have been able to memorize the word and has that word Come alive, and you cannot hold it, and you have to go to somebody. Guess what God told me this morning? I, I, I was reading this, and I stand I'm shaking because God spoke to me, and I gotta tell you what He did. And, and, it, and that message goes, message goes through. Just with this word, just with this word, many people get saved. Just with this word. Millions will be saved just with this word. And if we study it and if we read it, we will not have any problems with false prophets. There will be no false prophets in here. Let me tell you something. The word of God is being preached in this place. I tell you this, the word of God is preached in this place. This is the word of God. It's nobody else's. And God wants you to hear that, Rock Hill. He wants you to hear that is not what you want to hear. It's what God wants you to hear. So you can apply it on your life, so you can live a life different, and you can be like Micaiah and be presenting the Word of God faithful. You know what the Bible says? Amazing. In, in, in Revelations, we call it in Spanish, Apocalypsis or apocalypsis, which is the Greek, Greek word. We, we, I don't know why we kept that, but it, for us in Spanish is revelacion. In English is revelation. It's the revelation of God about the church today and the future of those after we are gone. And you know what it says? A new heaven and a new earth. But the amazing part in chapter 21 and 22 is is what God says. These words are trustworthy and true. He's checking the two chapter, 22 chapters that John wrote, and he said, these words are trustworthy and true. This man did not add or remove any word. He wrote it the way he was to, supposed to write it, and that's why this word is trustworthy and true. You know what the Bible says too? Only those that are trustworthy and true will go with the Lord when he comes back again. <laughs> Amazing is this word. Trustworthy and true. That's the way you have to be. And that's why this chapter 22 of 1 Kings applies beautifully. You can read it as a story. But if if you're not putting attention, you might miss the big message that he has. Amazingly. Guess what? He says, oh. Micaiah goes and enters, and he says, Micaiah, tell me, are we going to, do we need to go? Or we stay still. What do we do, Micaiah? And he uses sarcasm. He literally uses sarcasm. Go ahead, go and have the victory. Because the man had told him, just tell him the same thing that you wanted to, that the other ones are saying. But he did. Tell it in a sarcastical way. Go ahead. Do it. You know, when when you used to go and say, hey, dad, I'm going out. I'm coming back at 12. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead and you will see. You remember that? Sarcastically. (laughs) Dad and mom was talking that way. Same way the prophet is talking and saying, hey, go ahead. And guess what the king Ahab said? Didn't I tell you? He never tells me anything that I want to hear. He never wants to tell me anything that I want to hear. I want you to tell me what needs to be done here. And guess what the prophet said. When he was in jail, in prison, behind bars, he had a revelation from the Lord. He had a revelation of the entire celestial court and God asking the question, what needs to be done with Ahab? Somebody, any suggestions? The Lord, God is asking. And he says, I saw the Lord and the celestial court. These, all these spirits giving God suggestions. Remember this. God is the Lord of all these spirits, not the devil. The Bible tells you so. And he said, There was a spirit that said, I got it. I know how to do it. And the God says, How? We're going to deceive them. We're going to put a spirit of lie on them, on those 400, so we can have Ahab go into that battle and lose is what God says and you can read it in your Bible if you read chapter 22 go all over back to chapter 20 start reading 20 21 and 22 and you will see what God has for that King Ahab I think King Ahab was the worst of the kings ever when they were making a comparison they say okay King David the best of the best King Ahab the worst of the worst and when they were you know Looking at all the kings and they were kind of, you know, saying, is, is he like David or is he like Ahab? Ahab was the worst. But he comes and says, he, the Lord, I saw the Lord and the Lord say, go ahead, you do that. And boom, we read the story that the 400 are saying what the king wants to hear. First time in the Bible. If you read your Bible, first time in the Bible that you see a revelation like that, that he can see God and he can see the whole celestial, celestial court. It's the first time a man in jail. <laughs> That's why, Marla, we need to pray for these guys. God is going to show there. He always will. But the amazing thing is this, that this man comes and tells him the way it is. Listen, I saw the Lord and he told me this. This is what's going to happen to you. If you go there, you're going to die. You're going to die. He didn't put attention to that. You know what he did, King Ahab? King Ahab went and told King Josaphat, Hey, I know we're going to win this. We got this. We got it. You stay like that, dressed like a royal king, and let's go to battle, and I will disguise myself and dress up like a regular army guy. I will put all my protection, all that stuff, and I will go and fight because we got this. You know what happens when a king replaces a general? On a battle? A king knows that he's going to go there and win the battle. He's 100% sure that he got it. And that's what Ahab thought. And he went. But the deceiving part is that Ahab was playing two things. You dressed up like that, Joshua. You stayed like that. The... Assyrian king said, all I want is for you all. I don't want you to look for the small. I don't want you to look for the big soldiers. I want you to kill Ahab. And everyone was looking for Ahab. When they saw a royal king, they say Ahab. But it was Josaphat. Huh? Sneaky, huh? That Ahab was sneaky. And he said, Josaphat, when he was surrounded, say, no, not me. I'm Josaphat. And they recognize and say, no, that's not Ahab. And they left them alone. And in the battle, Ahab was fighting. You know, when they have those kings, they have, they don't do horse or they don't do walking. They have those chariots, right? And that royal chariot and a soldier. Have you seen those movies when everyone has the bow and the and everyone is throwing bows all over the place? It was a soldier that was, shh, throw one. They threw one, and guess what? That arrow hit Ahab between the joints and got him. And he asked uh, his helper, I'm hurt. Take me out of here. And the Bible says that the bottle got worse, and he couldn't get out of there. And there was hours, hours, and he came the afternoon, and King Ahab died. And he says that the blood ran all over the place on the chariot and on the floor. And King Ahab died. And you know what Micaiah told him to? I saw the people of Israel running away because they didn't have a, a shepherd. They didn't have a king. And everyone picked up their tent and went home. Everyone. And guess what happened when the king dies? That's it. king is dead. War is over. We lost. And everyone was shouting, run away. Escape for your life. What was fulfilled here? The word of the false prophets or the word of God? Be careful. Because if you don't study the Bible and if you don't pick that book, the book of God and you don't get the strength, and you don't get the battery that you need, the charge that you need, you will get weakened, weak, and you will start listening to the 400 false prophets. And you will be confused. Only hear what God wants you to hear and you'll be safe and you will be trustworthy and true and when the Lord comes the second time you will be part of that I saw a new heaven and a new earth and you will be part of those are you trustworthy are you true or are you fake how long have you been faking That the Lord spoke to you, but never talked to you. How long? Are you going to stop it now? And you're going to take God's side? It's better to be on God's side. Because Hebrew chapter 10 says, horrendous is the lake of fire. (laughs) I I was learning that in the lake of fire, the Bible, you know, the Lord introduced the... um, Um, How do you call the, um, I'm thinking in Spanish, I'm sorry. The uh, hell, (laughs) the Lord Jesus is the one that introduced hell. And in Revelations, you can read about the lake of fire. And in my understanding is in the lake of fire, you can put as many hells as you want. And it's so big and it's so terrible That I don't want to be there. Just thinking on it. Be careful with that. Be careful. That is why I tell you that this word alone is good for salvation. Your salvation is here. But the blood of Christ, my friend, will put you there. I want you to take that home. This is needed in your life, on your daily life. So you can be able to identify between the true and the false. Amen? Amen. Anybody here has heard this word and is looking for having a closer relationship with God? Anybody here that would like to accept the Lord as their Savior? Anybody here that is being playing outside the Lord's House and pretending to be some somebody that is not, that will like to repent and accept the Lord as their truly Savior. Anybody here? I will ask you to stand. And many of you probably have received this morning. Many of you are going to be going tomorrow morning or today. You're going to go out there and you're going to tell the word as it is. You're not going to add and you're not going to remove. You're going to tell it as it is. And you're going to tell it to that people or the people that need it. And you will do that today and you will do it probably tomorrow. But think about that for a minute because you need to be a Christian of action. God wants you to be of action action every day not just the sundays not just the wednesdays every day of your life because we are saved and all our sins will were, were <laughs> removed and now we are clean right. and we're going to be judged for the good things that we did yeah. not for the bad things because the bad things there were forgiven the bible says that he he, he knows what, he doesn't remember anymore right. just for the good things what our good things are doing are you doing God loves you, and I love you too. Father, we thank you this morning as we pray for all the ministries that are here in this this beautiful church. And we ask you, Lord, to put an infusion in every single heart here so they can go out there. Holy Spirit, you are the infusion. Please, lead us, educate us, bring us where we need to be. We don't want to be just sitting in a pew no more. We want to be where where God wants us to be, doing his work. Father, we thank you for this morning this great time that we have every time that we come to adore you to praise you in unity, in community because I know you love community I know you love when we get together and we praise you and I ask you Lord to bless everyone here with a double blessing according to your perfect mercies I thank you Lord Because you are good and wonderful. And I thank you for what you're going to be doing. Because this word, as we read it and we study it and as we preached it and as it came, there is something wonderful that happens, which is the miracle of preaching. And that word will get there as a seed and eventually will grow. And it will get that person back to you Lord I'm asking this morning if somebody wants to accept the Lord this is the perfect time for you to do it don't look at the left or the right or the back of the front just look forward, Jesus is waiting for you and he wants to have a closer relationship with you do it fast because we never know Maybe at 4 o'clock this afternoon, the Lord will come back. And we don't want to miss that. Do it soon, as soon as you can. (laughs) Thank you, Father. Thank you again for for your work. And what you have put on our hands. It's amazing God. How your word will lead us. And will. Nourish us. This word when it goes inside us. It's a living river. That nourishes our body. And puts us in a different path. With a different perspective. And we know Lord. What we need to do with it. When it comes to us. We need to share it just like Ezra said. I want this word. I want to learn it. I want to use it and I want to teach it to that one that needs it. Thank you for that Lord. Father we're getting ready to go home now but not of your presence. Bless everyone here and we thank you for everything in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All blessed.